This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. And today we are discussing the most heroic character in all of Game of Thrones. That is correct. As some heroes hold swords, other heroes hold the door. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> but I mean, it's so true. It's so true. Now, let's just put ourselves back in the mindset. And we're, we have some news to get to here, too. But just, just to sort of set the stage here. When it happened, let's re, re, let's just sort of remember what, what our mindset was when we watched Hold the Door. Wow. I believe we actually still have access to that video. Isn't it set to private oh, on yeah. our old Oh, yeah. It's on the old page. Channel? Yeah. 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 Maybe we should we were, bend the knee. Like, maybe hey, we this is old footage. We should. Old footage and mm-hmm. that we yeah, cast. You guys, Our mind, you guys went the archives, it, you know. It, the archives, yeah. It was the most mind but it's our true reaction to it. We were just like, Oh, I cannot believe I just saw this. I can't I yeah, you can't, can't believe I it. cannot believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember talking to you about that and that it was propelling us even into more things with brand's power. What does all of this mean? It sent us down rabbit hole after rabbit hole with other characters, but truly just this. I, I remember you saying to me, like we I, like our mouths were open, looked at each other for a second. And I remember I one of us, probably both of us just sitting there just saying like, oh, my God, I mean, we just kept over and over and I was in tears. I was in tears. You were. I, couldn't. I literally remember. So we were watching it. We were, what we were doing, we were streaming it illegally uh, at my house. Yeah. Because um, it was when we first started our, our original sort of content channel, which was called Let's Look It Up, which has been since been rebranded a handful of times. But <clears throat> we just love that video. We were just filming things. And my, I had this uh, my because I was staying with, I was living with my dad at the time because I was back in school and um, it was like my brother's old room was just this like empty room with this like solid color wall. And so we would go in there and film stuff because it's like, Hey, it's just an easy backdrop. It looks better. And whatever. And we went in there and we're just like, as you were literally pacing around 
<laughs> before we hit Couldn't record and you just had your hands on your head and you're just like pacing around you're just like i cannot i cannot believe what i just saw like it's all connected it all makes sense it's yeah. all yeah it's all gonna happen in winds of winter because there is a no way in hell that dan uh -huh. and dave wrote that uh -huh. no no, yeah, no way, no way. We're we're gonna get into all that here in a second with all the evidence that there is. I mean, it's just, it's wild. That is a George moment. We know that he he confirmed it. Yeah. I mean, there's some things where it's just like uh, to see that you went, wow, this. You had to have that moment. You had to, uh, although, and maybe we'll talk about it after you, we go through some of the book evidence. But like, what did it really matter? I mean, in, in the show, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. How, why does it matter? Right. I mean, it, it, it just does. To save it's gonna matter in the what? books. It's it's gonna it's gonna matter oh in the books. God. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. speaking of anyway. which, before right. we, before we dive into this, before we dive in, into the news, there is something else I wanted to say. Um. Speaking of season eight, really, and actually, I think this is a good topic here. So, mm -hmm. as and I watched uh, this week something that I have been clamoring for for quite a while. Um, before it was ever even announced that it was ever even going to happen, is that is Zack Snyder's Justice League review. Now, we did an entire full oh, review yeah. of it. You can check it out on our, one of our other projects, The Matt and Ez Show on Apple, iTunes, everything. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> one of the things I remember saying when season eight happened was, let's just say for the sake of argument, that season eight, that <clears throat> the Winds of Winter and Dream Spring will end the same way, the same outlined way, that it does in the show. Bran is king. John kills Danny. All that stuff. Obviously, we get rid of the other characters. Lady Sonar. All this stuff. Just for the sake of argument. I remember saying one of the things. I remember posting at the time um, when season eight was happening, and people were really disappointed with it. Uh, and I think a lot of people were disappointed in the story choices. Um, not even maybe so much the execution of it. And I remember saying, you know, if you look at a story that's told by the same. A similar story told, or the same story told two different ways. Look at the original animation version of Aladdin, and then look at um, the Will Smith version of Aladdin, or mm -hmm. any of those that Disney have done, right? The animated Beauty and the Beast, and then the one with um, Hermione sure. Granger, right? Yeah, yeah, Emma Watson. Yeah. Emma Watson, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's the same story told two different ways. Well, now you have this Justice League movie, which is pieces of, of it are the same and this may actually be more like what we get in winds of winter in which you know a lot of the structure of it is the same but there's so much more context it's a it's twice as long and it's told a different way some characters that make it in the original version don't make it in this version and i mean this to me when i watched it i go ahead and say it, it's the best superhero movie ever made period end of story end mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. uh i will yep. go as far as to say that and so that to me is like I feel great about where we're gonna what we're gonna end up when the event we finally do see wins a winner. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's because that's such a big moment. Like the Hodor thing is so big that I think George is thinking we gotta have that in there. And I totally get folks. You know, we, maybe we should have had two or three more seasons in there. He thought of just different things to build the context for this to make sense. Uh, and now when you look back at it you go like brand and some of it it just doesn't quite have the weight or the seriousness or the 
the stakes aren't as, as high as you thought they were going to be. And that is actually how we felt about the the uh, Justice League movie. We just thought, wow, who, I mean, this was too easy to take on Steppenwolf. It was too whatever, the whole thing. Like, the new cut with the person who was originally in charge of it and who had the vision and has been a part of all the other projects has, understands where where he or she is, is wanting to go. And, like, Dan and Dave aren't, they don't. They don't truly understand how the pieces are supposed to fit together. And so even the sequencing of them might be off or wrong and they're going to be different. But th- yeah, there'll be similar outcomes, but they will make sense. And we'll be like, wow, this makes so much more sense. We understand it. We get it. The, the stakes are higher. The tragedy is more. Like it just will seem, I think, you know, greater and, and the weight will be behind it because the Hodor thing, as as awesome as it was, we kept thinking like, how is this going to, what did Brand gain from that? What were the, what are we going to see the powers executed? What you know, the whole thing, and right. I don't know. He saved a king. Is he saved a king? Yeah. But yeah, is yeah. he is he going to reboot? We thought for a long time. Is he going to reboot everything? Um, we, you know what I thought. I thought what was going to end up happening is we thought you know, when Bran is walking, when the Night King is walking up, Bran's going to like reboot. You know, reboot mm-hmm. to some mm-hmm. moment or 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 something like I thought. Remember, John was faced with that big decision of like telling or not telling, and then mm-hmm. he did. And we and we one of the, we, we were tossing around theories right there in that in that week. A lot of people were talking online like maybe maybe Bran will reboot us back to that moment. And John will choose not to tell, like Sansa or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. and then that'll change the. And then who knows? So who do, who does know what it'll ultimately end up being? But I wouldn't toss that idea out. And yeah, we're what do we gain from learning this thing with Hodor that we can sort of influence the past and and change things? Um, yeah, so it's all it's all just interesting. But I, yeah, I just I wanted to bring up the idea of just the the story in general, even if it's the same or same some of the same outline being told to us through two different people. I mean, go watch Justice League and then go watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, and you'll be like. These are totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, totally different. And then one, yeah. the the new version is twice as long, so there's a lot more context and build up to a lot of the things that felt rushed, right? Which is a big word we use to mm-hmm. describe the final seasons of Game of Thrones that felt rushed in the original Justice League movie. So keep that. So I I would encourage people to watch both of those. One, well. The second one, uh, the the new version mm-hmm. of Justice League, but what you should watch the original to sort of see here is a director's cut version, which is what the book is going to be. I mean, the book is going to be, and who knows, the ending could be polar opposite. So, um, but well, I'm sure some of the threads and outline is still going to be there. So, okay, as there has been a little bit of news this week that we, um, you know. Originally, it was sort of teased, hey, there's five Game of Thrones prequels in production. Um, the first one we heard about was going to be The Long Night. That ended up getting canceled. We know we're getting House of the Dragon. That is like the for sure one happening. Then there were a few that were sort of teased, um, one of which possibly being a Duncan Egg story. Um, and now it seems there's maybe new, there's sort of show names or possibly sort of maybe code name, project names. Um, one of them is Flea Bottom, which I would have to imagine is, would potentially be that Dunkin' Egg series. But there's there's a few others as well. Yeah, so what I have pulled up here is just the Hollywood Reporter. This is um, James uh, Hibbert was, was the guy who wrote this, and this came out 
March 18th and was just kind of uh, kind of semi-confirming that there are working titles like Nine Voyages um, and that that's going to be following Lord Col- uh, Corliss Valerion, the Sea Snake, Lord of the Tides, House uh, Lord of House Valerion. And, you know, you and I were kind of thinking, okay, this... We already have House of the Dragon, where Corliss Valerion is cast, and I think he's actor. Uh, what was his name? Tassant. Tassant. Steve Tassant uh, is going to mm-hmm. be playing him. So anyway, it's all he's already there. Is this going to be like in between? We're going to have some House of the Dragon, you know, come out in April, and then followed up by you know a fall episode or you know a, a little mini series or offshoot spinoff following this character, and why? Um, and, and where, what are the voyages and, and what are we going to see in that? I just think it's interesting that that's one of the projects I thought they, because the, uh, let me go over all of them real quick. So, um, we have that one. We also have another one called 10,000 ships and that revolves around the, uh, that revolves around queen slash princess Nymeria, um, who is the kind of ancestor to, House Martell founded the Kingdom of Dorne, right? Largely responsible for for a lot of that. A lot of a lot of characters are named after Nymeria, and her story is like a thousand years before the events of Game, uh, you know, Game, Game of Thrones, and it's 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 much much older. It actually, starts in Essos, and it will be kind of Nymeria saving her people um, with all these ships, these ten thousand ships, and they go to the, these different places, and eventually they come to Dorne and they establish uh, that group of people. Which, okay, that that one is is totally again. Now we're going for even further back beyond House of the Dragon, and so that kind of makes sense. I just wonder if they're going to confuse people with some of this, and how they're going to let people know where these timelines line up. You know what I mean? It, right. It's going to be interesting to to see that. It makes sense that the Corliss Valerion one would be simultaneous, like it'd be happening like these things happen in House of the Dragon. Well, and then we follow him at the same time doing something different. Although there's a lot of his story that you could you could kind of tackle prior to House of the Dragon and and King King Viserys. So maybe they're going to do that. I just think it has to make sense, you know, and there has to be a reason it does. Um to to do these things. And then yeah, as you said, yeah, Flea I- Bottom is is the third one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, man, to really get a lot of these things happening all at once i mean i don't know i don't know how i feel about it um i mean obviously i'm down for more westeros but at the same time it's not like as big as something like star wars or marvel or dc where it's like there's so many different characters there's so many things and there's so many there's so much history with it right like star wars there's tons of like legends books and all of this stuff um and so even like the hardcore fan base kind of knows what's going on with some of these characters. Whereas with us, it's like, this is kind of a new, really, I mean, there's going to be a lot of new information in house of the dragon, let alone. And that's probably the second most detailed part of game of Thrones. I mean, you get the stuff from whatever's told in the, in the series. Plus there's the two novellas. Plus there's um, fire and blood and world of ice and fire. And a lot of that's sort of the same information, but it's, I mean, Next to maybe Dunkin' Egg, that's sort of the next most confined space where you have actual, like, sort of information as to what's happening. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's – you're going to have to prove it to us, I sort of guess, is how I feel about it, why I 
I'm going to be interested. And then it's like the mainstream audience. Are they going to be like, hey, I'm going to watch this show. Oh, this is in Game of Thrones. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think where you can really see that is with um, Nymeria. So that seems very, not discontent, it's obviously connected, we know it is, but in that you would have a lot of create, cr like like creative room, I guess, like, like uh, wiggle room to kind of do what you want to set up characters that we love and then take them away from us. You know what I mean? Invest us in a love story that we didn't know about that's not outlined in a world of ice and fire or whatever, and then do something, you know, wild i mean they can incorporate elements of magic and some of the the many um different faiths and and religions in, in essos and take us back to the a, a time where dragons and some stuff is still going on in valeria there you know that time period is kind of cool to see what's happening with nymeria and her people as as they as they come over to westeros but i and that actually might even be it just it just depends on if if you if you can pull it off and if you is it going to feel too, it's almost like, why go watch that when, when it has, how does it tie into, how does it matter to House of the Dragon? You know, how, what are, what, what are the connections? Or maybe it's just a completely separate thing and people are like, yeah, no, I like, I like that better. It had more action. It had more, um, you know, political maneuvering or people dying, cliffhangers, things like that. That would be potentially cool. It's, yeah, you're right. They're going to, they're going to have to prove us. They're going to, they're going to really sell it uh, to us. It looks sick. I know people right now are probably thinking like, why aren't you guys like super, super pumped about this? Um, it is cool. It's just, we're only given nuggets of this and it's just hinted at, they're just, they're just tossing around the idea here and thinking through some of these things. So we're going to have to see uh, really how well House of the Dragon does. I mean, if it's, it's got to be, if that's your thing, if that's your main, you know, stage, like we keep talking about these other verses, these places where if you're doing an Arrowverse or if you're doing the Mandoverse or you're doing these, these places... Different streaming services, different companies are trying to to build large, uh, interconnected stories. Okay, and yes, it's all interconnected. But when you jump a thousand years back, I mean, it's just hard. It's hard to keep people connected with the Nymeria arc. To okay, it's just it's just, it's just basically Dorne, and Dorne was like the lead. I mean, the ratings on it were terrible, right? I mean, like people didn't like the whole Dorne arc in the original Game of Thrones show. Now you're going to go do a whole arc on its its origin story um yeah i don't know i don't know how that's gonna gonna work yeah well we'll see we will see so i don't know what do you guys think i want to i want to let, let us know what you guys think about it. are you are you excited for these i mean duncan egg is the one i'm you know probably the most excited for of the of them um you know hopefully someday we get blackfire rebellion but we'll see so okay well, let's dive into today's episode. So, not a not a chapter today, but doing um Well, let me I was going to originally try to make this a sort of like 10-minute YouTube video, and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So, today we're going to mm -hmm. take a look at all of the book evidence for Hodor, which has yet to happen in the books. Um but I think it's gonna and here's a lot of evidence and certainly a lot of this, you know, as is talked about some of this, sometimes we pulled up some of these quotes about like Hodor was all he had. Right. So, um, 
Let's dive in. So in Game of Thrones season six, episode five, The Door, we see one of the most jaw-dropping, heartbreaking scenes in the series, the backstory slash end to Hodor, a seemingly insignificant character who can only say one word suddenly makes the entire series seem connected in ways we couldn't even begin to comprehend. It might have also been one of the last great moments in the show before season seven and eight. And that's all we need to say about that for today. But I certainly think for a lot of people, that was like a major last moment. (laughs) So now it's important to note that this hasn't happened in the books, but I do believe that it will definitely happen in Winds of Winter. There's plenty of evidence uh, in the books to support this, as well as the fact that in all seriousness, could the same people who wrote seasons seven and eight have come up with that without the books to back them up, have come up with this on their own? Okay, no more Dan and Dave bashing. So now let's dive back into, into what will happen. So <laughs> as we see in the show, the backstory goes that Bran is becoming the three-eyed crow, Raven. Um, and he tries to speak to people in these visions in the past. Blood Raven um informs him that he can't do so, but but Bran is able to do so and must uh, when the cave is attacked. Mira is yelling at Hodor to hold the door, um, and then Bran is warging into him right through the pass, causing him to go into a seizure, damaging his brain, leaving him with only word Hodor, which we learn is the combination of the words hold the door. Um, in the books, we're even told that this is the only word he had. So uh, a lot of this here. Let's let's dive in. So brand two, a game of thrones. After the hunt had ridden out, he wandered through the old uh, through the castle with his wolf at his side, intending to visit the ones who would be left behind. Old Nan and Gage, the cook, uh, Micken, the smithy, Hodor, the stable boy, who smiled so much and took care of his pony and never said anything but Hodor. Um, uh, here we go. Uh, Catelyn 3, A Game of Thrones. Um, this is kind of interesting here. Uh, Hallis Mullen looked abashed. Between the horses Lord Eddard took south and them we sent north to the Night's Watch, the stalls were half empty. If were it were no great trick to hide from the stables boys. Um, this is where she's they're kind of looking for the mm-hmm. assassin, right? Um, could be Hodor saw him. The boy the talk is that the boy's been acting queer, but simple as he is, dot dot dot, Hal shook his head. So this one I found kind of interesting as because it's it's just it's it's put right in there. This is this this is the level of that 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 George will write, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that. Well, the boy's been acting queer, but he's so simple. And then that's it. And then it's just OK, now let's now let's move on. But when you kind of examine it under a magnifying glass, OK, hold on. Maybe there's something here. Um Let's move to Brand Three, A Game of Thrones. So this is, of course, the the big um, Brand chapter in A Game of Thrones, where he's having the 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 his first his first dream. Um, so he's seeing all of these things going on, right? He's seeing things he doesn't really understand, but we can kind of pick them out. A man who looked like a hound, a man with a golden 
armor, Jamie Lannister, all of that stuff. He saw Hodor, the simple giant from the stables, carrying an anvil to Micken's forge, hefting it onto his shoulder as easily as another man might heft a bale of hay. At the heart of the godswood, a great white weirwood brooded over its reflection in the black pool, its leaves rustling in a chill wind. When it felt Bran watching, it lifted its eyes from the still waters and stared back at him knowingly. So just kind of interesting to point out here that Bran um, sees Hodor in this vision and then immediately um, goes to the godswood and the weirwood trees. And Mm -hmm. let me say that that is not the first time that will happen in the quotes Mm -hmm. I have today, where Bran will Mm -hmm. think of Bran will think of Hodor and then immediately think of something to do with the weirwood trees. Sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So. Let's go here. This is a Game of Thrones brand for he's kind of having a, a conversation with old Nan here. Um, the old woman smiled at him toothlessly. My stories. No, my little Lord, not mine. These stories are before me and after me before you, too. Uh, she was a very old, a very ugly old woman. Bran thought fight, spitefully, shrunken and wrinkled, almost blind, too weak to climb the stairs, with only a few wisps of white hair left in her covered, modded pink scalp. No one really knew how old she was, but his father said she'd been called Old Nan ever since he was a boy. She's the oldest person in Winterfell for certain, maybe the oldest person in the Seven Kingdoms. Nan had come to the castle as a wet nurt for a Brandon Stark, whose mother had died um, birthing him. He had been an older brother of Lord Rickard, Bran's grandfather, or perhaps a younger brother, um, or a brother to Lord Rickard's father. Sometimes old Nan told it one way and sometimes another. In all the stories, the little boy died of a, uh, at three of a summer chill, but old Nan stayed on at Winterfell with her own children. She had lost both her sons to the war when King Robert won the throne, and her grandson was killed on the walls of Pike during Balon Greyjoy's rebellion. Her daughters had long ago married and moved away and died. All that was left of her own blood was Hodor, the simple-minded giant who worked in the stables, but old Nan just lived on and on doing her needlework and telling the stories. Um, and then Bran uh, starts to think of the uh, of some of the stories, but Bran doesn't want to hear her stories anymore. He wants to climb the broken tower to feed corn to the crows. He wants to ride his pony again with his brothers. He wanted it to be the way it had been before. Now that line I took, uh, you know, here it is. Bran is now in this new life, right? Where he is now um, crippled, right? He's he, he, he's his legs have been injured, and we talk about Hodor, and then immediately after we talk about Hodor, we talk about how Bran wants it to be the way it had been before. And we're hearing mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. old Nan and how Maybe. her life was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's just pointing out, man. I mean, it's, it's how how you want to change things. Like, yeah, he wants to change, you know, stuff. And there's this idea of, you know, what could could he change it? That that idea is mixed in with Hodor. Yeah, which is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every and also it's interesting to point out that most most times when you refer when we reference Hodor, and this is gonna continue, by the way. 
um, it's suddenly changed to like there's something sad there or there's something about wanting to change or there's some sort of tie to the Weirwoods or Crows or something almost immediately following most lines that include the word Hodor. I did a search, by the way, of Hodor in every single book. And I was just like, wow. I, like, I mean, and this is point after point after point after point after point. Right. It's, right. It's, inter- it's interesting. So a Game of Thrones brand for um, Tyrion and some of the men of the Night's Watch with word from your brother, John. Uh, Rob is meeting with them now. Hodor, will you help Bran down the hall? Hodor, Hodor agreed happily. He ducked to get his great shaggy head under the door. Hodor was nearly seven feet tall. It was hard to believe that he was the same blood as old Nan. Bran wondered if he would shrivel up small as his great-grandmother when he was old. It did not seem likely, even if Hodor lived to be a thousand. Hodor lifted Bran as easy as if he were a bale of hay and cradled him against his massive chest. He always smelled faintly of horses, but it was not a bad smell. His arms were thick with muscle and matted with brown hair. Hodor, he said again. The Greyjoy had once commented that Hodor did not know much, but he could. Uh, but no one could doubt that he knew his name. Old Nam had uh, cra- uh, cackled like a hen when Bran told her that and confessed that Hodor's real name was Walder. No one knew where Hodor had come from, she said, but when he started saying it, they started calling him by it. It was the only word he had. I did, dude, dude. Hodor doesn't know much. He just happens to know the future. He happens to know what he will need. There is one great deed that he will have to do one day. And he does know that one thing. And that is all that matters. And it may very well save the realms of men. Mm -hmm. Hey, he knows he, he has one job, did it. You know, I mean, (laughs) right, 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 right. Uh, Here here we go. Uh, Game of Thrones, Bran 6. Maester Lewin tucked the tube up his sleeve. Bran, your lord brother will not not have time to see you now. He must greet Lord Karstark and his sons to make them welcome. I won't trouble Rob. I want to visit the godswood. He put his hand on Hodor's shoulder. Hodor. A series of chisel-cut uh, handholds made the ladder in the granite of the tower's inner wall. Hodor hummed tunelessly as he went down hand under hand, Bran bouncing against his back in the wicker seat that Maester Lewin had fashioned for him. Lewin had gotten the idea from the baskets that the woman used to carry firewood on their backs. And as it had been um, a simple matter of cutting leg holes and attaching some new straps to spread Bran's weight more evenly, it was not as good as riding Dancer, but there were places Dancer could not go. And this did not shame Bran the way it did when Hodor carried him in his arms like a baby. Hodor seemed to like it too. Though with Hodor, it was hard to tell. The only tricky part was doors. Sometimes Hodor forgot that he had Bran on his back. And that he and that could be painful when he went through a door. I just, just door after door after door <laughs> reference. It's... It's impressive. It is impressive. Yeah. And we're not even, we're not even close to being done. (laughs) Not even close. Not even, not even, not even remotely close. The only tricky part was doors. And then when Bran's Mm -hmm. on, when Bran's on him and he's going through a door, he kind of, it seems like he, that's when he seems to forget that Bran is there. What's going on there? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so here we go. So continuing in that chapter, um, this is you know there. This is when Rob's um, meeting with people, you know, s- s- stuff like that. Not this is this this is be- way before Ned dies, but this is when Ned's gone and Rob and Catelyn's gone, and so Rob's kind of acting as as mm-hmm. he's in charge um, with the distant cheers. Um, or no, Bran is uh, excuse me. Bran's thinking about being Bran the Broken, right? He wants to see um, when the distant cheers had faded to silence uh, and the yard was empty at last. Winterfell seemed deserted and dead. Bran looked around at the faces of those who remained: women and children, the old, uh, an old man, and Hodor. The huge stable boy had uh, had a lost and frightened look to his face. Hodor, he said sadly. Hodor, Bran agreed. Wondering what it meant. So that one's kind of interesting. What does yeah? Do you, what you does almost it... wonder when there's a que- yeah when there's a question mark after Hodor. Is he thinking? Is this the time? Do I hold now? Well, is this when? <laughs> you, do you know what I'm saying? Is, yeah. There's a there's a question. It, it, it like George makes it a question. Hodor, like right. Do I hold the door now? I mean, I just. I don't know. Well, it's also it's also interesting to point out that often Hodor is described as being simple, yet here mm-hmm. Hodor is asking a question. He, I mean, he yes, he knows. I mean, you know, to ask a question, questioning mm-hmm. is you know, you know of of stages of intelligence, right? They describe him as being simple, like he just gets scared, yeah. he gets whatever. Well, to ask a question means that you are expecting some sort of a response that you can, you know, begin to answer so um so that's good okay so uh continuing here uh bran seven in a game of thrones uh the macer had only been half listening bran could tell he lifted uh his eye from the tube blinking hodor won't go down to the crypts when i woke i told him to take me down to see if father was truly there at first he didn't know what i was saying but i got him to the steps by telling him to go here and go there uh, only then he wouldn't go down. He just stood on the top of the step and said, Hodor, like he was scared of the dark. But I had a torch. It made me so mad I almost gave him a swat in the head uh, like old Nan is always doing. He saw the the way the maester was frowning and uh, hurriedly added, I didn't though. Good. Hodor is a good man, not a mule to be beaten. In the dream, I flew down with the crow, but I can't do that when I'm awake, Bran explained. Again, Hodor. Mm-hmm. Hodor right. is a man, not a mule. And then I mm-hmm. reference the dream of me being a crow. Mm-hmm. Hodor doesn't like going yeah. down, probably because the last time when he goes down into a cave. <laughs> you know, yeah, goes he's down seen this into before. this cave. He's right. Yeah, he's seen this. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're into a clash of kings, Bran two. Um, so remember, this we were just we were here not too long ago. So now this is when Bran is sort of lord of uh, of Winterfell, right? Um, Bran gazed up at the rough stone ceiling above his head. Rob would tell him not to play the boy. He knew he could almost hear him, and all and their lord father as well. Winter is coming, and you are uh, almost a man grown, Bran. You have a duty. When Hodor came bustling in, smiling and humming tunelessly, he found the boy uh, resigned to his fate. <laughs> so to get what to get, <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's also humming tunelessly. He's he's resigned to his fate. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, wow. I know. 
Together, <laughs> they got him washed and brushed the white wool doublet today, Brand commanded, and the silver brooch. Brooch. Uh, Sir Roderick um, will want me to look lordly. As much as he could, Brand preferred to dress himself, but there were some tasks, pulling on britches, lacing his boots, that vexed him. Uh, they went quicker with Hodor's help. Once he had been taught to do something, he did it deftly. Okay. Uh, his hands were always gentle, though his strength was astonishing. You could have been a knight too, I bet, Bran told him. If the gods hadn't taken your wits, you would have been a great knight. Hodor? Question mark. Hodor blinked at him with a guileless brown eye, eyes innocent of understanding. So, if the <laughs> gods hadn't taken your wits... So again, all of this, like, and I love, you know, George has said this before, there are no gods. There are just powers and people elevate them and give them uh, a name or let's call that what we don't know, the old gods. Bran is a god. The power of the, of whatever it is, Weirwood Network situation, green site, who knows. That is, if the gods hadn't taken your wits, you would have been a great knight. But... The gods required him, you know what I mean? Like, like the gods actually required him to be the greatest knight of all time. Right. Well, you know what else is really interesting, specifically about this, about this little passage right here, too, is Bran is Bran is being helped by Hodor, and he's thinking, you know, things are better with Hodor's help. And then he thinks, you could have been a knight too, I bet. If the gods hadn't taken your wits, you would have been a great knight. Well, as we know, it's probably going to be Bran that is ultimately the one that does this. And one of the biggest things I think that will be different um, from the show to the book is, you know, once Bran becomes the three-eyed raven in the show, he turns into sort of a robot. Right. And he seems, you know, just lost of emotion and everything. Mira, he's kind of like, well, see ya. Um, You know, and I don't think that's going to be the way I I think I think in the I think in the in the books, um, you know, something that we missed out on in the show is Bran struggling to realize what happened here. If this does mm-hmm. happen, to see Bran's internal, because Bran is younger, remember in the in the books he's younger than he is in the show. To see Bran's sort of internal monologue and internal thoughts and concern and probably and coming to to terms with the fact that this this might is might be his fault, or at least the way he views it as his fault. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. What what did Bran in the show? Did he have any kind of? Did we ever see him deal with this or cope with it? Or I don't really remember if we did. No, it happens. Yeah. Um, it-, it happens. And then so it happens in whatever episode I said it was like episode five or something. Um, then the next time we yeah. see Bran is when they're they're going south. Right. They're they're trying to escape the, the north. Um, and then we see him see the Tower of Joy scene. Um, and then mm-hmm. John and then he ends up showing up at Winterfell. In like season seven, and he's and he's like robot Bran. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. There's got to be more de- like in the book. We're gonna get some some internal, you know, right dialogue. Because remember some thoughts. Because remember, feelings. it's like Sam says something to him. He's like, "Oh, I'm Samuel Tarley," and he's like, "I'm the three eyed ra- ra- raven." And he's like, "Oh, 
okay. You know what I mean? It was like, this, okay. and that's, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it's kind of it. So who knows? So who knows? Um, okay. Let's, uh, continue on here. So, so same, uh, so same, um, uh, chapter here, Clash of King, uh, brand two. Um, a prince should be better than that. Osha laughed. Well, your dreams are your business. Mine's in the kitchens and I'd been, uh, I'd been, um, I'd best be getting back before Gage starts uh, to shouting and waving that big wooden spoon of his. By your leave, my prince. She should have never talked about the wolf dreams, Bran thought, as Hodor carried him up the steps to the bedchamber. He fought against sleep as long as he could, but in the end it took him as it always did. On this night, he dreamed of the weirwood. It was looking at him with its deep red eyes, calling to him with its twisted wooden mouth. And from its pale branches, the three-eyed crow came flapping, pecking at his face and crying his name in a voice as sharp as swords. Hmm. Now, you could have you could have sort of said this passage here as you could have mm-hmm. just said she should have never talked about his wolf dreams. And this night he, but, but you know, this night he did dream. You don't have mm-hmm. to include that that Hodor was the one to carry him back up, but yet he does choose that. And then again, Hodor, and then immediately followed by ravens, crow, you know, crows, yeah, sure. weirwoods, the whole thing. It's it's the continues. proximity of the word Hodor. It's the proximity of it next to dreams, um, uh, foresight, vision. You know the werewoods and and the three eyed crow crows whatever it might be that is what it is is that what you're seeing over and over again is that it is connected and you can say well Hodor is around Brand all the time but you didn't have to mention that Hodor was carrying him up there like you said it could have also just been that she came across him as he was seated somewhere and Hodor was gonna come get him later you know what I mean but right. I get what you're, yeah, yeah. Um, a Clash of Kings Theon four so this is um. We just did this. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we just did this chapter. Um, Wex drove his heel into the mud and pivoted his foot this way and that. It left a deep uh, gouge. Um, Joseph understood. A man the size of Hodor ought to have left a deep print in this mud, he said, more so with the weight of a boy on his back. Yet the only boot, uh, boot prints here are our own. See for yourself. So that's just when they're looking for him. Um, sure. But a man the size of Hodor ought to leave a deep print in the mud. And they mm-hmm. don't, right? Because they can't find him. Yeah. Um, uh, a storm of swords, Bran won. Um, uh, no, he thought. No, I won't. It's a boy's thought, not a dire wolf's. The woods were darkening uh, all about him until only the shadows of the trees remained and the glow of his cousin's eye. And those... Um, and through those and behind those eyes, he saw a big man's grinning face and a stone vault whose walls were spotted um, with knitter. Uh, the rich, warm taste of blood faded on his tongue. No, don't, don't. I, I want to eat. I want to. I want to. Um, as that's sort of as he's mm-hmm. dreaming, right? Hodor, 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 Hodor chanted as he shook him softly behind the shoulders back and forth back and forth he was trying to be gentle he always tried but hodor was seven feet tall and stronger than he knew and his huge hands rattled brand's teeth together no he shouted angrily hodor leave off i'm here i'm here hodor stopped looking abashed hodor now this one i find particularly sort of sad when you think about it because here Bran is having this sort of dream right where he's he's in Mm -hmm. 
he's he's in, he's in summer, and mm-hmm. to Hodor it seems almost like he's having a seizure. Right, he's freaking out. The same thing that happened to Hodor when he's sitting there mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. Hold the door, hold the door, and they're shaking him. I mean, it's oh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's heartbreaking, yeah. man. Um, it is. Brand yeah. two, yeah. brand two. Um, this is just a, this is sort of just another one of uh, showing showing some sort of like intelligence with Hodor, right? Um, this isn't going to be one of those love stories, is it? Bran asked suspiciously. Hodor doesn't like those so much. Hodor said. Hodor agreeably. He likes the stories <laughs> where knights fight monsters. Jeez, that's what he does. Cow. <laughs> that's what he does. He does more for the realms of men than the entire Night's Watch put together. I mean, it is crazy. That sacrifice is huge. And also, yeah, like you said, I like how you said that, you know, uh, Hodor said agreeably. Yeah, Hodor, Hodor, no. Like, as in, like, he's saying, yeah. no, I agree. You know, like, it's like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ex- ex- exactly. But so often they, you know, what they do is they make it seem like he's simple. But all throughout Hodor's story, you can tell he's not just simple. There he is something is comprehending. there. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go. Storm of Swords, Bran four uh we should sleep jojen said solemnly as they after they were full the fire was burning low he stirred it with a stick perhaps i'll have another green dream to show us the way hodor was already curled up snoring lightly from time to time he thrashed beneath his cloak and whimpered something that might have been hodor bran wiggled closer mm-hmm. to the fire the warmth felt good and the soft crackling of flames soothed him but sleep would not come outside the wind was sending armies um, of dead leaves marching across the courtyards to scratch faintly at the doors and windows the sound made him think of old nan's stories he could almost hear a, the ghostly sentinels calling to each other atop the wall and winding the, their ghostly war horns pale moonlight slanted down through the hole in the dome, uh, painting the branches of the weirwoods as they strained up towards the roof. It looked as if the tree was trying to catch the moon and drag it down into the well. Old gods, Bran prayed, if you hear me, don't send me a dream tonight, or if you do, make it a good dream. The gods made no answer. Bran made himself close close his eyes. Maybe he even slept some, or maybe he was just drowsing, floating the way you do when you are half awake and half asleep, trying not to think about the mad axe or the rat cook or the thing that came in the night. Now, this section here is pretty... I mean, there's a ton here to kind of pull up. Again, we have another reference of Jojen saying, perhaps I'll have a green dream. Immediately, Hodor. Hodor is sleeping and whimpering something that might be Hodor, might not be. Now, this isn't. Now, look at the look at the sort of comparison here between cold and fire. So it's cold. But as we get closer to the fire of that, think about it, uh, cold gods fire gods Mm -hmm. we get closer to the fire and the fire is soothing but sleep would not come outside the wind are sending armies of dead leaves armies of dead right uh you know that sort Mm -hmm. of analogy Mm -hmm. is there it's scratching at the doors and the windows how is it that Mm -hmm. hodor dies Mm -hmm. it's literally him holding the door Mm -hmm. as an army of the dead is scratching at the door that he's holding 
Um, then you have Old Nan's stories. You can almost hear the ghostly sentinels calling to each other atop the wall and winding their ghostly war horns. Pale moonlight slanted down through the hole. Um, you have the weirwoods that are straining up towards the roof. All, and they talk about how they almost want to drag the moon down. Now, uh, mm -hmm. what's interesting is, remember, we have a reference towards the moon earlier and that the moon might actually signify dragons. Uh, remember when mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. I forget her name yep. is telling Danny um, about the, the 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 dragon, right, and how it came from mm -hmm. an egg and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So it's almost like you have yeah. sort of a war between the origin, the the old gods, and we also have that reference of sort of it's cold, get closer to the fire, the dreams. It's all right there, and who's right in it? Hodor. Hodor, yeah. <laughs> I, the Hodor. So it's. Um, it's yeah. a storm of swords, brand four. So sort of continuing, right? So this is when we meet when brand meets Sam. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the wall. I'm the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleeper. I am the shield that guards the realm of men. Then pass the door said, it's right, right, wider and wider and wider still until nothing remained but a great gaping mouth and a ring of wrinkles. Stammed, Sam stepped aside and waved Jojen uh, through ahead of him. Summer followed, sniffing as he went, and then it was Bran's turn. Hodor ducked, but not low enough. The door's upper lip brushed softly against the top of Bran's head, and a drop of water fell on him and ran slightly down his nose. It was strangely warm, as salty as a tear. Unreal. That one's unreal, because that is just, it's signifying, like, it's, it's so wild. Like, Bran is literally crying as he passes through the door that is, you know, I mean, it, Connected to Weirwood. I mean, by the way, the door speaks, then pass. You know, like it's one of those things right. we kind of forget that that is a, is a very yeah. secret, like special door that, you know. Right. God. Well, I'll tell you who really is the shield that guards the realm of men as you pass through a door. And that's Hodor. Okay. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And how many times mm -hmm. is Hodor mm -hmm. going through doors? How many other characters oh, yeah. do I mean, we hear exactly. about as they as they pass through doors and entryways? Right, None right. Come no, to you mind. They, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean they might go through them, but it's never the author doesn't draw our attention to to the fact that they're passing through a door or hitting their head on their way through a door with Bran. Like the that that whole that's the whole thing is his name is I mean you know it's hold the door. I mean so yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy once you really start looking at this. Okay, so now we skip because remember, Bran, oddly enough, is not in A Feast for yeah. Crows. Right. Um, he's kind of skips that whole book. Um, uh, a Dance with Dragons, Bran, too. He needs to eat, Mira agreed, uh, smoothing her brother's brow. We all do, but there's no food here. Go. Bran blink, uh, blinked back a tear and felt it freeze upon his cheek. Cold hands took Hodor by the arm. Light is fading. If they're not here now, they will be soon. Come. Wordless for once, Hodor slapped the snow off his legs and plowed upwards through the snowdrifts with Bran on his back. 
cold hands stocked behind him, his blade in a black hand. Summer came up afterwards. In some places, the snow was higher than he was, and the big direwolf had to stop and shake it off after plunging through the thin crust. As they climbed, Bran turned awkwardly in his basket uh, to watch as Mira slid an arm beneath her brother to lift him to his feet. He's too heavy for her. She's half-starved. She's not as strong as she was. She clutched her frog spear in the other hand, jabbing uh, the tines into the snow for a little more support. Mira had just begun to struggle up the hill, half-dragging and half-carrying her little brother, when Hodor passed between the two trees and Bran lost sight of them. So again, first of all, Kodor... Cold Hands grabs Hodor by the arm and kind of says, we need to go. And Hodor kicks into a different gear. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay, let's just yes. get yes. that. Um, so a little bit further into Dance of Dragons, brand true, Hodor came a, winter, a whimper from somewhere down below. And suddenly he was not Bran. The broken boy crawling through the snow, suddenly he was Hodor halfway down the hill with a white raking at his eyes. Roaring, he came lurching to his feet, throwing the thing violently aside. It went to one knee, began to rise again. Bran ripped Hodor's long sword from his belt. Uh, deep inside the cold, he could uh, hear poor Hodor whimpering still. But outside, he was seven feet of fury with old iron in his hand. He raised the sword and brought it down upon the dead man, grunting as the blade sheared through wet wool and rusted mail and rotted leather, biting deep into the bones of uh, flesh beneath. Hodor, he bellowed and slashed again. This time, he took the white's head off at the neck, and for half a moment, he exulted until a pair of dead hands came groping behind his throat. Bran backed away, bleeding, and Mira was there, driving her frog spear deep into the white's back. Hodor, Bran roared again, weaving her up, uh, waving her uphill. Hodor, Hodor. Jojen was twisting feebly where she'd laid him down. Bran went to him, dropped the longsword, gathered the body, the boy into Hodor's arms, and lurched back to his feet. Hodor, he bellowed. Um... So uh, it's, it's, it'll continue on here in the next passage. But think back to when we said that, wow, Hodor, you could be, a, if the gods weren't so cruel, you could be a knight. And Bran mm-hmm. also wants to be a knight, mm-hmm. right? And, well, here they're acting like knights together. Yes. Yeah, and you know what it says? So Bran went to him, dropped the longsword, gathered the boy into Hodor's arms and lurched back to his feet. So you see how see how connected they are. Bran went to him. It's it's just interesting right. how like he is using Hodor, but at the same time, I whenever you hear like but Hodor is still whimpering Hodor, like he's still there in Bran's mind. Mind you, I think Hodor is still also he's there. just there. And but he also knows the reason the whimper is coming and that it's there, he knows his time is coming possibly to an end he's seeing this come yeah. to a point where he knows more than jojen who says he can see his death coming remember jojen is always around him talking about like i've seen my death i know when it's coming no no let me tell you who really saw their death years ago before you jojen hodor hodor saw how he would end and how he would save um you know Bran and, and those that he loved in the realm and all this kind of stuff, right? So when he's whimpering there, even though he's laying these whites low, it's that he knows 
that and, and he keeps asking the question, Hodor, is this the time? No, not yet. Okay, and we keep fighting on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, continuing in, continuing in that chapter, brand two, A Dance of Dragons, the uh, the white brand realized someone set the whites on fire. Summer was snarling and snapping as he danced around the closet, a great ruin of a man wreathed in swirling flame. He shouldn't get so close. What is he doing? Then he saw himself sprawled face down in the snow. Summer was trying to uh, drive the thing away from him. What will happen if it kills me? The boy wondered. Will I be Hodor for good and all? Will I go back into summer or will I just be dead? The world moved dizzily around him. White trees, black sky, red flames, everything was whirling, shifting, spinning. He felt himself stumbling. He could hear Hodor screaming, Hodor, 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 you know. Um, a cloud of ravens was pouring uh, from the cave, and he saw a little girl with a torch in hand darting this way and that. For a moment, Bran thought it was his sister Arya, madly, for he knew his little sister was a thousand leagues away or dead. And yet there she was, whirling a scrawny thing, ragged, wild, and her hair a tangle. Tears filled Hodor's eyes and froze there. So, I mean, um, uh, mm -hmm. we can... Yeah, uh, well, we can stop there, and then we'll move on to the next passage. But if I if I die, what happens if it kills me? The boy wondered. Will I be Hodor for good and all? Will I go back into summer skin? And then everything's going crazy, and he felt like his world is shifting and spinning and stumbling, and all he can hear is Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. This is probably what happens to Ho Walder as he becomes Hodor is Bran is in the vision, like we see in the show, if it happens the same way in the books, Bran is back looking at a vision of the past. He wargs into Hodor through the past, into the future, and suddenly it's like, what is, you know, there's, you're seeing this army of the dead and you're just hearing, hold the door, hold the door, and that's, it's one simple task, and that's what you're doing, and then, then it just, you get stuck. Because mm -hmm. Hodor probably, di Hodor dies as, hold the door as he's yelling hold the door and he gets stuck here tears filled hodor's mm -hmm. eyes and froze there that's probably what happens to mm -hmm. walder so he's frozen mm -hmm. as basically yeah, that, as hodor now yeah he sees that and it's also weird too that like i don't remember in the show you know bran is seeing something and it's like time to go he's caught up in a vision back in the past right and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be wrong on this, but like they, the attack is happening and he's not coming back too. correct. He's he's caught right. up in the Weirwood net, uh, network or whatever. And um, the three eyed Raven, three eyed Crow is telling him it's time to go. Mira and everyone is trying to get out of there. And it's actually the idea that because he was in the proximity of. Um, oh, I just forgot his name. Willis, right? Walter. Um, Walter. So he's, he's back. Walter. Okay, so he's back with Walter, and so um, I think it is Willis. That, I, think, that proximity. I think in the show, I think in the show they do call him Willis. You might be correct on that. Do they? I can't. I uh, I can't remember one of the two. So he's back there with we'll call him Hodor, young Hodor, and it's because he's there and he's looking at Brant. Like you know, it's just interesting that was he actually working into Hodor. He's already going, not warging, you know what I mean, skin changing, right. but he's already back in time, and it's just that it's almost like it's the the portal is opened, like, and he is, like, 
able to see his future because he's hearing it like through in, in an extreme way. Like Mira is yelling. She's the one yelling, hold the door mm-hmm. while. So whatever's happening around Bran is coming back through. He's opening a way back through because when he's there, he's not like he was in. He just sees the boy H- H- Hodor, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Hodor I'm watching, is actually I'm just hold. He's actually just holding the door, and Bran's not even in him, right? I mean, as as far as I can tell, like Bran's actually unless he's in two places at once. Bran's yeah, back exactly. in time pulling, and in the present. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pulling it up right now just because I, I just want to because it's you know it's obviously been a while since since I've watched it seen like frame by frame. Yeah, they're remember they're in the tunnel. Bran is in the Weirwood Network, and remember the Night King kills. Blood Raven. Remember, he sees Blood mm-hmm. Raven like dissipate while he's back in looking into mm-hmm. the thing. They're being attacked. Remember, Leaf sacrifices herself. She like, you know, basically yes, kamikaze Blows bombs up the... all mm-hmm. these all these things. And Hodor is running through as well. Hodor opens the door. I, I'm pulling it up right now. So here's a frame by frame. Amira's got him on a on a on a sled. Mira's got him on a sled. Uh, she's pulling him. Hodor's holding the door. He's looking around. Remember, he was viewing like I believe Liana, like a young, a young, a young Liana. Mm-hmm. He's looking around and he looks over at I believe it's I believe it is Willis. Um, in in the show is his name. Um, whatever, young young Hodor. Um, and he and he's looking at him and he just kind of stands up straight here, and it's almost like Bran is. I don't know if he's warging through him. It doesn't actually. We just kind of see him fall down and sort of. I, you're right. It might just be the proximity. But it also makes sense that like. Because Mira is yelling that and is yelling for Bran to come back and is yelling right. for Hodor to hold the door. And he knows that Hodor maybe needs him. And so since Bran is not there in the present to skin change to him in the present, he's caught up in the past. So he tries to. Uh, skin change into young Hodor, which effectively sets off these, this whole Hodor situation. So he actually goes back into the past and tries to skin change while he's viewing the past. I think that's sort of what happens, right? That's that's the way it goes down. Yeah, uh, maybe okay, he yeah. thinks so, he's stuck there. You it know? is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is. It is. It is Willis in the show. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, just because they didn't just because you have Walter Frey and they're like, well, we want to for TV. Sure. Let's make it just why you have Osha and, and Yara and Asha and all that stuff. So, excuse me. Um, yeah. And so he but Bran looks at him. Bran turns and looks at him. Young Willis in the show. And he's screaming, hold the door. Yeah. It's God. It's so sad. But I mean, to me, yeah. I mean, everything I've seen here, I do have we have just a little bit more to go here. Um, then we'll, then we'll just dive into the whole thing. So, a Dance of Dragons, uh, brand two. So that same chapter, the way the shadows shifted made it seem as if the walls were moving too. Brand saw a Brand saw great white snakes slithering in and out of the earth around him, and his heart thumped in fear. He wondered if they had blundered into a nest of milk snakes or giant gray worms, soft and pale and squishy. Uh, grave worms have teeth. Hodor saw them too. Hodor, he whimpered, reluctant to go on. But when the girl child stopped um, to let them catch her, the torchlight steadied, and Bran realized that the snakes were only white roots like he had um, hit his head on. It's weirwood roots, he said. Remember the heart tree in the godswood, Hodor? The white tree with the red leaves? A tree can't hurt you. 
Hodor. Hodor plunged ahead, uh, hurrying out after the child and her torch deeper into the earth. They passed another branching and another. They came into an echoing cavern as large as the Great Hall of Winterfell, with stone teeth hanging from its ceiling and more poking up through its floor. The child in the leafy cloak wove a path through them. Uh, from time to time, she stopped and waved her torch at them impatiently. This way, it seemed to say. This way, this way, faster. And just continuing on here. Yeah, but a tree can't uh, hurt you. Go ahead. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me dive in. Often I have said, look at what the description of this cave. It does not look like a friendly place. It's not described as a friendly place. It's described as a place uh, with poisonous snakes, uh, teeth, that will consume you, that will eat you, that will devour you. Like, that's the way it's, it's, it's described, you know? And so you think of this doesn't seem like a friendly place to come to, which is why I've always been a little bit leery on, look at what the consequences are here. Bran uh, doesn't quite know what this tree can do and what its powers are. And it truly does hurt or set this whole thing into motion with Hodor. And... We don't even know. The show never uh, could even come close to explaining to us what the whole point of this all is and why this all matters. You know, like, I mean, what what did he do? What did he change? I mean, he went back and changed one thing. He had a guy, you know, defend him so he could get away from. Is this a trap? Is that the thing? Is it this is some something that he needed Hodor to, to help him get out of? Because. The only good that seems to come of it is he amplifies his powers a bit and he understands how to use them more. And he can he went back and he inadvertently changed a, one thing, which was Willis's or Walter's life uh, to become Hodor. And that's right. all we know at the time. It, it just it's an ominous place, though. And it is a place where in which it looks like Jojen is going to die. Um, and it looks like Jojen has seen that his death will come here. Now, mind you, they've entered a place of safety, right? This, supposedly, this is a place of safety. Now, in the show, I think it's like Jojen dies because of the invasion or something. I can't right. remember well, exactly yeah, he, how Jojen he, dies he get, in the, he, he, in the Yeah, show. he gets attacked like as they're, as they're going in. It's, it's pretty similar, yeah. Because okay. Jojen, okay. is, Jojen, so is, this... Jojen is, is not, in, not full strength when he enters the cave. Okay, it's gotcha, pretty gotcha. Okay, yeah. So I just mean like they, and the yeah, because right now we're suspecting all that all the ideas are that the paste is that Bran's eating and stuff is mm-hmm. possibly Jojen and you know that kind of stuff. So how did I he die? You. How did he really? How did he really die? It doesn't really quite quite make sense. So one of our companions has already gone in here to die. Hodor will die. Bran and Mira escape. So the whole thing seems not good. It does not seem like a lot of really good things happen by coming here. It does seem like a trap. Uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say this is yeah. because I've got nothing to tell me what the what the three-eyed crow has done to help us. Right. And keep so. in mind, you know, the other thing, one of the things we still don't know is exactly how Blood Raven comes to be the three-eyed crow. It seems likely that there was probably one before him. Because uh, really, Blood Raven's only been there for like, what, 70 years at most, right? Um, is, is, or whatever. He goes missing like 250. So really, he's only been there for like 50, 60 years. Um, it seems likely that Cold Hands has been there even longer. So what's to say that he didn't go ranging and we, you know, and some of his men get attacked? Similar we see here by Whites and the mm-hmm. Leaf and some of these other children of the forest who we know in the show at least 
created the White Walkers as sort of a mm-hmm. weapon to fight back. Um, yeah, everybody. That'll tell you theorize, We theorize in the book that that's the case, and we know obviously there was wars with the children and all of these things. Mm-hmm. They find somebody who has some level of green sight, and they're like, "Hey, we could use this guy. Let's. Pl- what do we just plug him into the tree we got here?" And that's mm-hmm. what ends up happening with him. What's to say Blood Raven wasn't injured by fighting off a bunch of whites, and then they drag him into the cave and throw him in there? I mean, just just because in the show they seem like they're they're good guys does not mean that the children of the forest are good at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> or that we mm-hmm. should begin to trust them whatsoever. Um, not to say that not to say it's their fault that you know the men invaded their lands and all of this stuff, but certainly sure. just where we. Where we certainly st- where we certainly stand with them, um, so that in its own right is something we should take with some sort of like caution as to what's going on in this cave. Yeah, yeah for sure. One of the quotes you mentioned earlier, um, you know, because it, it gets all kind of muddled because you have a weirwood door back at the wall that will open that seems to be in alliance with the men of the Night's Watch, but. We have a member of the Night's Watch who goes missing and becomes the Three-Eyed Crow. You also, in that same uh, quote that you mentioned earlier, it said that the Weirwood uh, roots were reaching high. They were going higher and higher as if they wanted to pull the moon down. Down. Now, one one of the legends with the Children of the Forest is that they did want to call meteors down, the hammers, to, they, they wanted to bring the, the, the hammers down and cut off the neck. That's why the neck is all marshy. They wanted to bring ham, the, like an asteroids down or whatever it might be, some, some power they wanted to conjure to sever the connection between Essos and Westeros and the Arm of Dorne. So you have all of those different things. And, and when you read that one little line where it's like, why are they wanting to attach themselves to the moon and bring that down again? And the moon, as you said, is connected to dragons. Um, I mean, LML, uh, who a lot of people know as a creator, his big theory is that what will bring the wall down is actually the moon and that, that meteors from the moon will come again. And that that's the last barrier. Like they need to use their power to cross with their army, the children of the forest or whoever, or maybe now the children are not in control and they're actually servants to what they created and, you know, may actually use the white walkers and their powers to break through the wall to get back across. And they'll meet, you know, yeah. I don't you know. Yeah. And, and- and keep in mind, keep in mind, cold hands too. One of the things uh, we see in the show with Benjamin Cold Hands, which I don't think is is happening in the show, but Cold Hands himself, it, the children sort of saved him, right? Is what they said. I mean, somehow Blood Raven gets into that cave, and we see we see Leaf kind of come out and save Bran and those guys and bring them into the cave so that they can serve sort of their purpose, um, mm-hmm. which you know we sort of believe is everyone's purpose but um somehow blood raven gets into that cave and it's probably because he came across some children of the forest much like we see show benjin do uh you know or at least what we're told and he sort of becomes cold hands but maybe cold hands is actually just some guy some ranger and they sort of can turn him into cold hands maybe he's duncan the tall whatever um but Mm -hmm. He doesn't have green sight, whereas Blood Raven does have green sight. And so then you mm-hmm. get Bran, who's even more powerful than more. Blood Raven mm-hmm. because he's got because he's got green sight and the ability to skin change and warg and all this stuff. And you know, he's the real guy. He's the guy we really need. So um mm-hmm. all right, so last just last passage here, and then we can talk about the whole thing. Um a dance with a dance with dragons, Bran three. Uh, Ran remembered a time when no one could climb as good as him, not even Rob or John. 
Part of him wanted to shout at them for leaving him, and another part wanted to cry. He was almost a man grown, though, so he said nothing. But after they were gone, he slipped inside Hodor's skin and followed them. A big stable boy no longer fought um, him as he had the first time, back in the lake tower during the storm. Like a dog who has all the fight whipped out of him, Hodor would curl up and hide whenever Bran reached out for him. His hiding place was somewhere deep within him, a pit where not even Bran could touch him. No one wants to hurt you, Hodor, he said silently to the child man whose flesh he had taken. I just want to be strong again for a while. I'll give it back the way I always do. No one ever knew when he was wearing Hodor's skin. Bran only had to smile, do as he was told, and mutter Hodor from time to time. He could follow Mira and Jojen, grinning happily without anyone suspecting it was really him. He often tagged along, whether he was wanted or not. In the end, the reeds were glad he came. Jojen made it down the rope easily enough, but after Mira caught a blind uh, white fish with her frog spear, uh, it was time to climb back up. His arms began to tremble as he could not make it to the top, so they had to tie the rope around him and let Hodor haul him up. Hodor, he grunted every time he gave a pull. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. So here we have Bran sort of taking Hodor's body, really, you know, just as he wants. Mm -hmm. Going more and more into it, right? Remember, Jojen and everyone's warning him about going into summer. Hey, you know, you can't can't just live inside summer. Mm -hmm. All of these things. I'll give it back the way I always do. Well, I don't know, because the way he always is 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 Walder. Uh, and then he becomes Hodor. You, you know, it's something interesting. This is going to be a totally bizarre theory, and there's no book evidence or even show evidence for it. But, um, you know, Bloodraven as conniving and just, uh, I don't know, mysterious and seemingly knows everything. He has his network and his, his spy network. The way I kind of look at this, and what, one of the ways you can look at it, is he... You remember the passage... Um, you just mentioned where when you when you skin change into someone, well, what if you're in someone else in their mind and your body dies? Uh, Vermeer, oh, is it uh, six skins? Six skins. Yeah, I always get yeah. thrown because of the one raven. I know, we got. I know, because that. that <laughs> I swear that to one, God, this one guy kept sending kept sending us raven after raven. He's a patron. He's, I don't uh, know if he is anymore. I don't, I, yeah, there's, there's a lot. I have to go back. I have to go back and look. So if you're still with us, thank you. I, yeah, I have to go back and look. At, there's like 70 people. Yeah, we have a patron but known yeah, as Vera, Vera Foreskins is his name. Vera Foreskins. Yeah, yeah, so I always get thrown. <laughs> um, but uh, so Vermeer six skins though in the in uh, a, a prologue actually has that situation happen where. Like the body dies, but you enter and skin change. It's an abomination, right? You're in someone else's mind, and then you dominate that mind, and you take over, and you control it. Um, so one thing that I think, you look at Bran becoming in the show robotic. He is no longer Bran. Where is Bran then? And who is that now? Like, did Bloodraven bring Bran there to somehow take him back to a point or does he take advantage of 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 some situation where in which you know are are, are, can blood raven skin change you know could he also learn that ability i mean we don't really know like it's just i kind of think about what happened between bran and hodor and who got left and locked in whose mind because bran is showing us right here that he's jumping into his mind very easily now and then he's back in time and he tries 
from the show's perspective, it looks as if he tries to hold the door and emphasize that with the current young Hodor, uh, Willis in the show. So does his mind as Hodor is being holding the door, the more all we see is like, dude, Matt, all we see is Bran going off and he's still in Hodor in the past holding the door as Hodor dies. Did Bran actually, did his consciousness go into young Hodor and stay there kind of thing? You know what I mean? Some weird time loop. And then who is now Bran? Right. What does that leave with the with the boy well, who is there? Like keep his, it, keep, you know. And keep this and keep this in mind. One of the one of the things, you know, this is sort of the green dream thing is up until this point of hold the door, Bran always has to sort of touch the weirwood and be touching the weirwood to see those visions. Well, what happens in this situation is remember Bran goes, he sees the the sees the Night King, Night King grabs him, seals like broken, we can get in the cave now. Well, Bran is in a vision as this is happening and Mira drags him away from the tree. That's so right. does being does no longer being connected to the tree sort of mm -hmm. affect things and maybe that's why Bran couldn't get back. Maybe that's why Bran mm -hmm. couldn't get ba back at 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 that point. Um yeah, so that's yeah. something to keep in mind too that we can he's... see in the show. Now after this after this, it seems like Bran can do it willy-nilly, however he wants, because he's now like the three-eyed, you know, crow or whatever, um, three-eyed raven in, right. in the show. But who knows? Who who know who knows how it's going to play out in the book? Maybe you do have to be touching a tree. Maybe you don't. Maybe for him, we don't know. Yeah, and again, he has dreams. I mean, in, in his dreams, he's seeing things. It's all kind of um, mixed, right? He has his wolf dreams where he's warging. Um, he can skin change into Hodor and he has what looks like potentially, um, is, is he shift? How's it already shifting into the Werewood network? If you call it green site, whatever, you want. I don't know what you call it. Right. But you, mm -hmm. something is happening there. It just seems to me that when he goes back in the show, he then is shifting into not, he cannot because he is in the past. His mind is attached to the past. He cannot in the present shift his mind into current Hodor, but in the past he tries to, and he shifts it there and he's stuck there holding the door, holding right. the door, holding the door until Hodor, the, the, the current, current Hodor dies or whatever, holding that door. Right. And so like, like how long does that go on for? And did Bran ever get back to his original body? I mean, we just don't know we honestly don't know and i, I know that sounds know. crazy and it's bonkers and it's whatever but like you also have like i say a, a very ominous looking cave it seems like he came there and he learned what you know i mean what did he what did he learn it's like it's almost a self-preservation thing as if I, I i wouldn't be surprised if you know in the show it's the it's the um night king grabbing him or something something will be revealed to bran in the cave that will help him i think realize that he's there's a danger, a trap, or whatever, and it's going to be self-preservation for him to save himself and his friends or whatever uh, that's going to cause him to shift into Hodor in the past and save himself. But then who occupies Bran? Can, you, can, he, can he come back? You know, does he... I don't. I don't know, man. This, we don't understand the powers well enough. It's it's kind of it's kind of like have you ever have you ever up, been updating your computer or a file or something, and it's like and it always gives you the warning: don't turn the power off. 
And then like for some yeah. reason you either lose your internet connection or it does. And then you try to open it and it's just like it's corrupted yes. and doesn't work. Yes. And you gotta uninstall, reinstall the whole thing. That's, That's literally what the heck is happening yes. right here. It might it might literally be because she pulls him from the tree. Again, we'll see if this happens the same right. way in the books. I totally think it is. I mean, I totally think that Hod the Hodor hold the door thing is going to happen in the books. I one hundred percent there. If it doesn't happen, then 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 Hodor is just some weird thing that George wrote, and so, these two guys who couldn't write a good ending to the the series of the show came up with the greatest idea ever, right? Uh, and I just find that hard to believe. Right. So right. I mean, right? Yes, and I I really want folks to answer this question for me. In the show, when you look at Bran as he leaves, and he was in the past, we don't really see him. Uh, maybe we do at the show. I can't remember. Come back, right? I can't remember if we do or not. If he comes back to his own mind or body, it just goes off in the snow and the thing ends. It just ends, I think. And Hodor is holding the door. That is that's and that is that that is that is that is the way. It yeah, ends. and so we don't really see him Hodor, come back Hodor's, to himself. I'm, I'm I'm watching it right now. He's holding the door. God, it's oh, so, so sad. sad. And the, it's playing, you know, it's playing the music. And then the thing too is remember is that Mira's dragging him off, and there's a storm yeah. going out, and so he can no longer see Bran. He's just holding the door. Yeah, he's just holding the door. So, but my point is, and then it just it it's just zooming it's zooming in on to um, Walder mm -hmm. in the sh or Willis in the show, excuse me, and then that's and that's kind of it. And then it just cuts to the, mm -hmm. and then it, and then it just Bran is Bran is actually watching him the whole time, and then we see him just say Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Yeah. Well, and so I, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, as we see when you the whole you brought the whole thing between him and Sam, and Bran is is talking to him saying. You know, I'm not, he's not Brandon. He's not Brandon Stark. He's more, he's the three-eyed raven. So why? Why in the show is he not still just Bran, who, is it just the title three-eyed raven? Or is he, because he seems changed. He seems robotic. He seems less connected to his, his family. Bran, the young boy right. Bran who wanted to be a knight is gone, is gone afterwards. So who's replaced him? Now. How is he changed? You know, and keep it and, and keep in mind in, so in this, in this episode, another thing that happens probably likely to happen in the book is summer dies mm. summer dies mm -hmm. in that cave and remember as we've seen the wolves die is they lose not good you know that's bad right rob loses his yeah. wolf when rickon loses his wolf in the show he's dead uh sansa loses hers now sans ends up making out but maybe it's because she loses it so young we you know we still don't really figure that out but everyone keep the wolves close and all of these things now some of this too with the warging and stuff like that is i think think probably setting up john i think i think it's i think john it has warged into um yeah. ghost. ghost yes and then melisandre is going to resurrect him which i think is probably why he's not going to come back like a lady stoneheart uh mm -hmm. type situation um sure and so john i think will be sort of like he'll be changed but i think he'll be more like normal obviously yeah um but if bran loses summer as all of this is happening, remember the dire mm -hmm. wolves and his dire wolf, especially more sort of that connection with warging into him. There's like a lot of going to be a lot of like magic and stuff to unpack as to what all happens. Does he losing that connection while he's inside young Hodor in the past going into the future? Right. Is that that connection too? Yeah, it's just it's just it's weird to think. Like, what if you had someone as powerful as Bran who's in a cave who is being killed by whites or um, others or whatever, but knows that Bran's current body, that that, that current person has skin shifted, has skin changed into a 
uh, past Hodor, and that mind is open to occupy. You know, is, is Bran's body as it's being dragged away in the snow open for occupation by another skin changer like Blood Raven or some of those other children? I mean, just I don't know. I'm just throwing out crazy kind of ideas here, but like, is it that he? I don't know. You know. Also, Hodor and Bran like a lot of the same things. Like that whole passage where you brought up, like Hodor likes um, the stories about knights, just like just like Bran. That's the stories they want. Um, things similar things scare them, you know, uh, and, and and stuff like that. So there's there is a a you know somewhat of a connection. I don't know. Oh man, I was going to try and find it really quick. Um, I want to say I remember a while ago I did a. I did a Patreon episode on all of the known Winds of Winter chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually, I think, written by, give him credit, uh, Brendan B. Fish, sure. right? the, the Not a Pod. Yeah. Like, they're like the moder- moderators of the uh, Song of Ice and Fire Reddit. And I believe that. I might be, I may be, I may be incorrect on here. I'm sure I have it saved somewhere, but I'm trying to find it right now. But I can't. I believe that there was a brand chapter, um, and it, so the the topic is all of the known Winds of Winter chapters, and so it it includes like the stuff he's already written, the stuff he said. Hey, I have this chapter, or whatever. It's sort of piecing it together. Like, how much do we know? I believe that there is a brand chapter that was supposed to be in a Dance of Dragons that we that he George at some point has said. That has moved to Winds of Winter. So the way this ends here in a in a, a Dance of Dragons, there's or may have sp- been one other Dance of Dragons chapter. Mm-hmm. So who knows what's going to happen? Because where we get to in the show is not that far off, but there's sort of a big issue in that we don't have a Night King in the books. And that's what causes this seal to be broken. Mm-hmm and all that stuff to happen so that's kind of the one thing is like how are we going to get to sort of the hodor scene happening yeah. in the books um or is somebody going to be revealed now there's theories out there that i a theory i found kind of recently i did a patreon episode on it um is cold hands the night king mm-hmm. which would be real interesting if cold hands is something not like mm-hmm. benjen or even sir duncan the tall so he proceeds uh, Blood Raven there, then how the heck did he get made? Mm-hmm. Um and and so and and so something like that. So that's gonna be kind of the that's really kind of the only question is what's gonna cause Bran to have to flee the cave and Hodor to happen, um, unless the whites can just get in. If the whites can just get in the cave, sure. Then we you know there's not like that magical barrier, then okay, we're okay. Right. I think you're right. Like if there's you can't just come right out the gate in Winds of Winter and do Hodor out like, you know, first third of the book i feel like that's this is gonna be something that yeah, that's got to be the end of the yeah book, i feel like yeah. there's something major that this is this is saving this is a big big moment so you're gonna have multiple chapters where he's in the cave working with blood raven understanding what's going on going back in time looking at different things i think way more of that's gonna be covered and i think the plot will kind of jojen won't make it um something is gonna happen mira is gonna start to realize that this is maybe a trap try to talk brand out of what's going on i i think it's bad I, I think it is it is bad, and I don't think that it's a good thing. I think Bran has been... I think, as I said all along, Jojen is being misled. That's the big thing. Jo, I mean, Bran is putting his faith in Jojen. Who is Jojen putting his faith in? And I think, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think he's, they're both young, 
and you see how many people misinterpret things. Melisandre can't quite read those flames, right? And she's ancient, you know? And so you have a young boy who is being led yeah. by these green dreams and um, said it before, but I just don't think, why do we trust Jojen just so, so blindly? Um, it's just, I don't right. know. Where, where is it all leading us? Just you because know, the, he's correct you know, in some I will, things. Yeah. I will say the idea more and more of, you know, like super like, is she a sea star quaith? If she's still alive, right? Well, if Shira Seastar is Melisandre, uh, which some people believe all oh, that she is, right? Because glamoring and all of that stuff, that would make for a really interesting dynamic of like Blood Raven, essentially, possibly, we think, maybe the three eyed just the three eyed crow may be bad, okay? Uh, <laughs> in the book, yeah. the three eyed crow may end up being the leader of uh, the others, not the other way around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you'd have, right. then you would sort of have this cool throwback dynamic in which you have. Share a sea star, maybe versus Blood Raven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is kind of interesting because they were sort of lovers, but th- she would never marry him and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be kind of an interesting dynamic to have that kind of like throwback sort of uh, a clash now between those two. Um, so that's that's kind of interesting. And then the idea of the children of the forest being sort of also bad guys trying to fix whatever problem they created with the white walkers by luring sort of these green seers in here to use them. Um, and then luring Mm -hmm. the Lord commander of the night's watch in Brendan rivers there, maybe they lure him there. Who knows? And then it's like, you're using the shield that guards the realm of men sort of who knows, man. I mean, I know, I know. No, that's what I mean. Like it's, it's odd that someone with that much insight and knowledge, you know, just as he disappears, I mean, why, you know, like, it's just, what did he see? Like, how are, how much faith are we putting in some of this green sight and visions and dragon dreams and, and things like that, that maybe we need to, the maesters are always cautioning us to, you know, like, well, and they're saying it doesn't exist, it's not real, whatever. But like, maybe we need a bit of caution because how did he get captured or did he turn himself over to them? That's a huge mystery we're going to have to kind of, you know, look, well, mystery. I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some really interesting suggestions when you read those last chapters with Bran and the other uh, individuals, the other children who, with multicolored eyes, who are there attached to werewolves. It's cre- it's creepy. It's scary, and it's like, what are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? It, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna yeah, it's 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 gonna it's gonna be interesting. I'm looking here to see is like, is there anything that George has, himself has actually said about it? Not really. Not really. Mm-hmm. Not a lot on it. So, I mean, we're going to no. find out. But, I mean, just, just looking at, you know, the, the whole point of this episode was just kind of look at all of the evidence. And so much of it is just really interesting to point out. I mean, almost every time Bran says something to Hodor or something, he immediately shifts to a thought of the flying or green dreams or, you know, there's something about the door when he walks through. And that's sort of the case with everything we see, right? It's like a lot, so much of the evidence of R plus L equals J is Ned, you know, thinks of John and then thinks of Liana, right? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's all of these sort of connections and they're within proximity of each other. And that is where you begin to make those connections. And almost all of the stuff surrounding Hodor is crows, Green dreams, mm-hmm. uh, gods, weirwoods. Yep. yep, yep, yep. It's all there. Yep, it's all there. So we know it's going to happen. Um, it's going to be epic. It's really just why is it necessary? You know, why is it necessary? 
to 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 do this. You know, because here's the thing, Matt. It may be. I think we think that it's Hodor holding off the whites and the others and so on. It may not be. It may be Hodor holding back the children of the forest. You know, I yeah. mean, who freaking knows, man? <laughs> like, you know, we, we may be in like, and people go, Sir Ezra has literally lost his mind right now. I mean, I just like to throw out the craziest ideas and just think through like, you know, all these different scenarios because no one really knows. I just don't know what how how it's why is it necessary that he sacrifice himself here how did the blood how did blood raven not see this coming i mean are the, are the three-eyed crow if that is the three-eyed crow which i think again i've i've done videos on this and i've i've we've done podcasts on this um when bran asked matt when bran asked blood raven are you the three-eyed crow he doesn't say that he is leaf doesn't say that no, he's Brendan Rivers. He's the last green seer. But there's other green seers attached in. Uh, seemingly, there's other children who are kind of like, well, you know, there's a distinction between those two. I shouldn't go into that. But like, there's the whole point is he does not confirm that he's the three eyed crow. And actually, where are you taking us? I mean, Cold Hands doesn't say he's taking them to the three eyed crow, he's taking them to a friend. I mean, it's just they're disconnected. And so, yeah, I think it's. We're gonna need more. So need I, more. Guess, I guess we, Gur we did chapters. kind of. I guess Gur did. Dur, Gur did kind of say something um, on it, just like, it's very slightly um, saying. So, so telling Hod, Hodor, Hodor to hold the door is similar to saying hold this pass, defend it when enemies are coming. And you know, Hodor might Hodor might be fighting enemies, so, so it might. So he might not be holding the door in a cave, but he could be standing in a doorway, taking guys down as mm-hmm. they're trying to come in. So again, mm-hmm. same idea or something like that, but it's still gonna be Bran, right. you know, in the in mm-hmm. the in the past, whatever. It might not happen exactly the same, but mm-hmm. but it still is gonna be Bran in the past telling Holdor to hold the door. So that in its own right is still why is what you know Bran Bran in the books is gonna be able to see I can change the past or I do have some sort of influence on it, and what's that gonna cause? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep, he's gonna be stuck back there, and he's going to um, uh, shift into a young Hodor, and that young Hodor will see himself fighting down some of the sc- most scariest things you've ever seen in your life. But it'll be it'll be Bran in there working through Hodor, just laying low others and whites or who who knows what we're gonna see in there. I mean, we we don't know, but. I, Either way, it will come through a connection in the past. Has to. Otherwise, otherwise, there's no reason. Bran has to be in the past for that to matter to a young Hodor, right? I mean, there's no other way mm-hmm. that, that you could... If, if, he just, if he's just skin-changing into him in the present, doesn't matter. He'll die, and hopefully Bran doesn't... His mind doesn't die in that body. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's something else, yeah. too, is when do you shift back out? So, anyways, lots of, lots of questions. Um... Wow. Wow. It's, it's, it's just great to look at look at all, all of the evidence and everything. So guys, let us know. What do you guys think? What do you, I mean, let us sh- shoot us um some comments on what your reaction was like what was going through your mind when you saw Hodor on the Hodor scene, the hold the door scene. Like what was like oh my god, I cannot believe like <laughs> what I just witnessed i can't believe you know remember like what it was when you saw that so 
Um, all right, guys, with that, hey, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. Uh, next time, I believe it's John Five as is where I we're think at. So. But it, I yeah. know it, it is it is it is a John it is a, a John. John chapter in 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 in, in, in to, yeah in Clash of Kings. Yeah, yeah. Don came and and Corin uh, half half hand came as well, yeah. right? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write that review, leave us a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail As always, we want to thank you for listening, and remember to hold the door. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.